This podcast is sponsored by Akixi. Akixi is an award-winning company and Cisco solution partner who provide comprehensive call and contact analytics services. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Contact Center podcast. My name is Charlie, and as always, I'll be your host. In this episode, we're going to be looking into how to get more from your call center reporting. And I'll be talking to Colin Gill, who has worked in contact centers for 25 years and is now head of products and solutions at Akixi. We'll be discussing simple tips to improve your reporting, key mistakes to avoid, and extra advice on how you can make sure you're measuring the right things. But that's enough for me now. Let's listen to my interesting conversation with Colin. We all know of reports like call abandon reports, agent status reports, and so on. But which call center reports are the hidden gems and remain underutilized, perhaps? I think the the hidden gems are not necessarily reliant on the specific type of report. I think a report type is neither good or bad. It all depends on whether you've got the right report for the right job. I think the hidden gems are in the reports that are most relevant and relatable to the reader. So it's not specifically what type it is. It's the information that they're pulling out of that report where the gems can be hidden, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. I think there's, I can see it a lot within different types of reports that often contact centers maybe miss a few things in terms of what we might bring up later in terms of looking at just average figures instead of wider trends that are perhaps available within the reports. But yeah, I think a lot of this comes down to how you use reporting, whether you use standard or customized reports. And I don't know if just for our listeners, if you could explain a little bit about the difference between standard and custom reporting. Sure. I guess what we do class as a, a standard report would be a canned report that contains mostly basic information. As I guess the requirements for reports are as varied as the companies that use them. So to have a basic report is a good starting point, but it can only ever deliver that sort of basic analysis for most users. Whereas being able to customize a report to an individual user's needs is paramount in being able to deliver those useful insights that's more relative to that user. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting point. It's almost as if the standard report is a compromise. No, you're absolutely right. It's exactly that. It's not trying to be everything for everybody. It's trying to be something for everybody. And by doing so, you're right. It's an absolute compromise, but it's a good starting place. Hmm. Yeah, it's almost as if you want to get quickly started with a new ACD system or wherever you're kind of pulling your yeah. reports in from. It's it's a good starter from which you can kind of begin to customize on what you like on the standard screen. I think it's a interesting topic. And I think that's kind of would be a first really good tip for how contact centers can get more from their call center reporting. I don't know if you have any other kind of tips that you'd like to offer though on how yeah. a company can be more successful. No, absolutely. I, th- I think probably the... I think it's how I approach a lot of things, but the best place to start is by knowing where you want to finish. What what information do you want to get out of it in the end? And yeah. then you know where to start. So there's no point churning out lots of reports if you don't know what information you're looking for. So one of the tips I tell people is just tailor the reports to keep them focused to get you that information and insights that you're looking for, rather than just creating massive reports to give you lots of information. It's, it would be much better to create more reports, but each report being more focused, deliver a specific bit of information. But 
as long as you know the information you're after. Just generating reports and hoping you're going to sort of glean some little nuggets or hidden gems out of them is not the best way to go about it. For example, on a Kixer, we've got over 400 metrics. And if you try applying all of those to a single report, (laughs) you're going to have a complete analysis paralysis, as they call it. So really, just be focused on what information you need to glean from a report. And I think another thing as well is it's all right having reports and, and analytics, but you've got to be dynamic. You've got to continually use those reports to constantly evaluate benchmarks for KPIs and everything. It's no point just looking at metrics or statistics or reports in sort of on their own. You've got to continually use them to help you move forward and always be reusing them to reevaluate your KPIs and SLAs, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think there's lots of interesting points there. I think for starters, uh, customizing your dashboards. I know I've talked a lot about customizing, but kind of tailoring it to your own needs and maybe even trying to build uh, multiple reports onto kind of the same screen as well with your simplified metrics. Absolutely. That is keep it simple. I think that's a good rule for a lot of things. (laughs) But if you combine lots of, if you like, lots of simple reporting or focused reporting, it's a lot easier to start comparing and even just pulling those sets of data together to give you more in-depth insights. Yeah, it's almost a matter of kind of weighing up what percentage of our reports are data and what percentage are insights. I think it's uh, absolutely it, it's a very interesting topic. And you also you talked about benchmarking key statistics within your reporting. Do you think this is often kind of a underutilized tactic in contact centers? Massively. I think a lot of people, certainly when they're, they're new into analytics and reporting software, is they will get their initial reports done. So they can now look at sort of the response times of their queues and they can start to determine what's good and what's bad and what KPIs they need to be hitting. And then they leave it. They don't reevaluate that frequently or on a constant basis. They think now they've got the answer. That's the answer between now and forever. So yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of people don't realize that it needs to be constantly reevaluated. I think that's a, a common problem in yeah. a lot of contact centers is when they roll out a new plan or anything like that, they only measure the initial impact without, Absolutely. without, no, kind without, of tracking without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very interesting um, topic. And just kind of moving on to a tip that I would often recommend in contact centers, that's when looking at data from call center reports, one thing that I often recommend is that contact centers don't substitute storytelling for analysis. Do you kind of go along with this idea? I do. I think one of the most important things when it comes to data analysis, information, everything, is you have to put some relatable narrative. Reports or or data or things don't mean anything to anybody unless they can relate it to something. By wrapping narrative around it, and, and if you like, as you say, storytelling, it becomes relative to people. Only once it becomes relative, then do people really start to understand it and see how it impacts them and how they can impact it. I think from my point, as you're saying, I think the narrative is important once you're in the sessions, but it's almost as if the problem that I come across a lot is people come, coming into review sessions with their own ideas and looking at the data to try and confirm their biases instead of yes. kind of instead of going in there open-minded and then forming. I think you're right. I think, although I, I don't think data can be taken in isolation, a lot of people do kind of look at it as just a way to support their gut feeling but are not 
willing to actually be open to what this data is telling them. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a very interesting topic, and I think it's quite a key mistake that call centers make. And I just wondered if you kind of ever come across any other similar mistakes to that that contact centers make within their call center reporting. Um, one or two, um, yeah, one or two <laughs> keep keep uh, cropping up again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I think one of the things is people trying to report in too much at once, like we just covered, is trying to digest too much information at once not putting information or reports or data in context i think is another one is just looking at the reports and the data that they get in isolation mm. it just really doesn't have any meaning out of context and again something else like we just touched on is being too reliant on the data alone to make business decisions without looking at the bigger picture and just using reporting and analytics as that's just a tool in the whole business decision toolbox. It's an important tool, but you can't be making business decisions purely on that. There's so many other factors you've got to take into to consideration. Hi everyone, it's me again, and I'm here to bring you a quick message on behalf of our sponsors, Akixi. Akixi's cloud-based reporting software offers unprecedented insight into how your contact center processes are working and how you can optimize them for a game-changing, ultra-responsive customer experience. The technology company offers various service levels, from basic call logging to complete call center services to suit businesses of all sizes. Through their network of 500-plus channel partners, Akixi brings a scalable and flexible hosted service to over 5,000 customer sites globally. Visit akixi.com to find out more. That's A-K-I-X-I.com find out more but for now let's get back to my interesting conversation with colin i think one of the things i was taught was don't lift up any rocks unless you're prepared to deal with what you find underneath so don't go generate all this uh, all this data if you're not ready to implement changes that this data tells you you need to make it's better that you don't lift up that rock until you're ready to Excellent. I really like that uh, analogy. And I think the whole idea of looking at figures in isolation is a very interesting point too. There's a few more mistakes kind of that I had in my mind. And one of them was failing to consolidate data across your different contact centers. <laughs> is this something else that you see? Yeah, no, absolutely. I've seen it time and time again. Again, just looking, not looking at the big picture across all your estate, as it were, just picking elements in isolation. Again, you just, you really need to be able to pulled out data source from as many places as you can not just from the piece in front of you yeah there's so many that we could really talk about here and i think uh, as conversation there's some that we actually spoke about earlier in the conversation such as kind of looking at averages and not the wider trends and Absolutely. and i think also this is one that i imagine you uh, will have seen too is kind of people skipping kind of a review phase within their reporting is that something that you think is very critical oh massively well, it's one of the major steps that you need mm. to make sure that you're getting the right information rather than, again, just just reacting to reports and data without any proper review can lead you down the wrong path. 
Yeah, I think this is a very interesting topic, and I'm, I'm sure there's lots more mistakes uh, on call center reporting <laughs> that our listeners can uh, think of. But I just want to take us back to a conversation that we kind of briefly had earlier, and that was you mentioned that within your reports that you can find up to 400 call center metrics. So as call center reporting enables us to harvest all these different metric scores, what advice would you have for contact centers in helping make sure that they are measuring actually the right things? It comes back to what we said earlier, is, is basically try and keep it simple. Really, probably 99% of all instances, it comes down to two things that businesses are trying to achieve. And that is, is revenue being maximized and is good customer service being delivered cost effectively? Those are the really the key elements of profitable business. As long as all the reports you get and the data you get and the insights that you're pulling from all these things, as long as they really come under one of those two elements, then you really can't go wrong. I'm not saying they're the only ones, but really it's all about maximizing revenue and providing good customer service, but effectively and efficiently. Mm. It's having the kind of balanced mindset, I think, is the key, as you say. I'm sure there's lots of kind of different metric tools that different contact centers use. Of course, there is the balanced scorecard, which I'm sure many of our listeners come across for how they look at their metrics. But I'm sure there's a lot of mistakes as well. I'm sorry to keep fixating <laughs> on these mistakes that you see with not just reporting, but how contact centers are using metrics. Do you have any ideas of any of those mistakes? I guess over and above what we've already discussed. Hmm. it's where to start really isn't it? <laughs> i guess it comes down to using the right metrics to get the right information trying to get the information out of the wrong metrics maybe that's just too simple but again it just i think it just comes to making sure that you understand the context of what you're reporting on there's so so much stuff that can be so much information that can be gleaned from reports once you start applying context and narrative for example i think something that current is now that everybody or so many companies are working dispersed you can look at reports so say an agent report to see their their breaks and, and just you can use a report to check on their welfare as opposed to their performance as well, or, or included as well as their performance. And I think it's just making sure you looking at the right metrics to try and get the right answer. Yeah, I think the idea of kind of employee well-being and looking at using metrics kind of, especially in a, work, a remote working environment where the contact centers can't exactly check up on their agents very easily, apart from a video call every now and then, they can't do the traditional floor walk of making sure their teams are okay. So how do you think, I mean, you mentioned a little bit there about how reporting can improve well-being, but what kind of signs uh, through from their reporting and their metrics can contact centers be looking out for to check up on advisor well-being? It really all revolves around behavior of the agent. Are they taking Mm. enough breaks? Are they taking long enough breaks, frequent enough breaks? Are they, what time are they logging in? What time are they logging off? Not from a big brother is watching sort of point of view, but you can start to see patterns that people who don't take breaks are taking too many, not too many breaks, but are taking much more frequent breaks than everybody else. Are they not coping very well at the desk? Are they getting up, walking around? Being able to use sort of behavioral metrics, if you like, as opposed to they're all right because they're making lots of calls. 
it's a fascinating subject. Yeah, I read um, an article the other day, which had a statistic like the average employee since they moved to remote working has, has worked an extra 40 minutes yes. every day or something. I think it wasn't quite 40. It was around that number, though. I should check my facts before I, <laughs> before I put them but out. That's what I've seen as well in, in yeah. our own internal teams is, well, there's lots of factors, I guess, but this dispersed working seems to, uh, I think it, there's pros and cons, but it's good to be able to see what behaviour people are displaying because of it. That's all for this episode of the podcast, but there's just a little time left for me to thank Colin for the great conversation. We'd also like to thank Akixie for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and all of our listeners for tuning in. We'll be back again soon for another episode, so stay tuned. The Contact Centre podcast is produced by Call Centre Helper, the leading contact centre magazine. You can subscribe to our podcasts or give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify. You can also access our entire range of podcasts through the Call Centre Helper website by visiting callcentrehelper.com forward slash podcasts.